many years, I often wondered, why is it so important to read the Bible? I struggled with the head-to-heart connection. Over time, however, God's Word became more than just words, but life. Hebrews 4.12 tells us that God's Word is alive and active. I've often related reading the Bible to eating food. P.S. I love food. But stay with me here. Our physical bodies need food to sustain life, correct? Well, our spiritual bodies need the Word of God to sustain us. Jesus was often referred to as the bread of life in living water. What better place to get your fill than God's Word? I hope you'll join me on this new adventure of Food for Thought. Today, our Food for Thought, we're actually going to dig deeper into Hebrews 4.12, which is one of the passages that really encouraged and exploded this Food for Thought podcast. And part of the reason I'm wanting to share that with you guys today is because coming up on October 5th is National Bring Your Bible to School Day. In 2014, Focus on the Family started this new phenomenon we are still celebrating today. The first Thursday in October is National Bring Your Bible to School Day, a day dedicated to encourage students, faculty, and staff to bring their own Bibles to school in support of their faith. Focus on the Family has a website that gives a lot more information on the history of this, and I encourage you to go check that out. But my hope in sharing this challenge with you is understanding that the Bible is so much more than just a book. And that's where Hebrews 4.12 comes in. And it says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Alive and active. Wow. In Genesis, we see that because of God's word, all things were created. That's right. There is proof that his word is alive and very active. And as I was studying this passage a little bit deeper, I found some really awesome information on BibleReference.com. It beautifully describes the sword that they're talking about in this verse. Because I don't know about you, but I always envisioned like a giant battle sword. This explains exactly what that passage actually means. And it said, The imagery used here in Hebrews is popular but easily misunderstood by a modern reader. The Greek word translated sword is makar often used generally for a sword or a dagger in the New Testament. However, the same word is also used to describe the blade wielded by Peter in Gethsemane, and that's found in John 18.10. So to modern eyes, Peter's weapon was less of a soldier sword and more of a large fisherman's knife. In fact, a fisherman's macker was primarily meant for cutting flesh, unlike true military swords, which were tougher but less razor sharp. Whether military sword or meat cutter's knife, this perspective makes the metaphor of this verse all the more vivid. The sword is said to separate the joints and marrow, probably a reference to tendons, ligaments, and other meaty parts. These are from the Greek words harmon and melon. These tissues are hidden away, hard to reach, and seemingly indistinguishable. A sharp blade, such as a mocker, which can uncover and separate these things. So in the same way, the word of God can even separate spiritual things which seem completely intertwined, such as the soul and the spirit. This is not meant to be literal, as the Bible often uses these terms interchangeably. Rather, this is a graphic explanation of how completely God's word can distinguish between the godly and ungodly. To man, the soul and spirit seem indistinguishable, but the word of God can, metaphorically, even discern between these. 
These incredible cutting power of scripture is therefore a tool to separate our very thoughts into good and evil. Aren't those great words from Bible reference? It's just a great way for us to understand how God's word is truly alive and active. Thanks for joining me on another Food for Thought.